You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. Your fave podcast for all things dating and relationships. A one-stop pod shop for the latest trends, reality TV, and celebrity couple gossip. Plus, everything we've got going on in our own love lives. We're your village, and we think you can't date or relate without us. And you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you the expertise and guests who are filled with all the answers that'll take some guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our pod with your friends so we can help grow the village even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell a friend. Time to talk about our favorite reality TV shows that obviously center around love and relationships because behind the cameras and all the cute little setup dates and the drama, there are actually lessons on love and we love that. We are going to continue to talk about love on the spectrum. It's been a hot, hot second since we've discussed this show Um, and Rob is going to take the lead here because you are the love on the spectrum pro. I, I, I am. Or did I just cry the most? I think you cried the most. I think I'm now an expert, actually. Did, how much have you watched, Jen? Uh, I'm into Australia at this point. <laughs> Lauren, how much have you watched? You know what? I've only seen a couple more episodes since because I'm telling you, it really is a little hard for me to watch. Have I we just... have we talked about it on the show or did I just say or did you I just mention it? it? Yeah, you mentioned that you love it and that you've cried and that they're unfiltered. So I think that's a good place to start from as far as setting it up for our audience who may not be as aware of what the show entails and why it is the most beautiful thing on TV. So (laughs) I I got I got like Love on the Spectrum came out in what, 2000, like 20 or something like that. The first season, it was like a long time ago. And I was just like, I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know if I can handle watching this. And not for anything except for my own emotion, my own emotional safety. (laughs) What did you mean? Okay, but Rob, I love that. And I agree. But I think you have a different reason than me. So what do you mean your emotional safety? Like what? Why was that like going to maybe be triggering? Well, it was just it wasn't anything but like, you know. I have lost a parent. We just went through COVID. I'd gone through a lot of stuff in my life. I moved. There was a lot of stuff going on. And I don't know if I was ready to like sit on the couch and just ball my eyes out because I totally. knew that's that's what I would be doing the whole time. Wait, because it's, I think, a particular segment of society who have obvious struggles. And I think people aren't actually as aware of what the spectrum is and that it is such a spectrum and there's varying degrees of uh, difficulties that people on the spectrum face. So because of the lack of knowledge and awareness of what that looks like in real life. I think it's hard to also then like know what it's going to be like in the confines of love. And you don't really think about that. Like when people struggle with and how that plays out in this particular area of their life, but like they want love too. And I think seeing it unfold in the different ways that it does is often hard to watch because you want them to win. Yeah, yeah you want them because, you, you want already, them to win. Yeah, like uh, go ahead Lauren, you're going to say it's already hard it's for them. Hard, it's already hard enough in general, not even for them. I'm saying for us, hello, that's oh, why yeah. this show is a thing. It's freaking complicated and I think that 
I knowing for me personally, like knowing how complicated this dating and relationships can be and are and have been for me, no matter at what stage I've been at, I don't think I even thought like, is that even a possibility for at least certain more extreme ends of the spectrum? Like I wouldn't have even thought that that was like a possibility. I just didn't. I, that's right. And, my and that's, I just wouldn't even have thought that that was something that could, that could be part of a certain area of the spectrum's life. Like, which makes me feel sad, but I just didn't even think, but I'm watching the show going, Oh yeah. Like, which is why they made the show, right? Because yes. people, because people that aren't on the spectrum, we don't go out of our way to figure out what the spectrum means. We just mean, we just, we just think it means mentally disabled. Right. And like, it's socially, it's a big, it's, it's like a big social thing. It's not like, I mean, most of them are geniuses, especially the autism, right? They're like fucking geniuses or they're really artistic or they know a bunch of languages or they can do math. You know what I mean? Like the whole rain man scenario, but you don't think of them being able to go out on a date and like socially. Yeah. And, and like try to find somebody to be with because some of them can't, it's like some of them can't, they, they still live with their parents. You know, and then it's hard for their parents to let them go. And it's hard for their parents to go out there and and like say like, okay, go find love. Because one one theme that ran through the entire series in Australia and, uh, you know, America was the parents being like, I I am worried about what's going to happen to them when I'm not here. Mm -hmm. And that was the that was I just got chill saying it because it was like. That was the main theme. It was like, I want them to be happy, but also I need to know that they're taken care of because that's been my life's purpose since my child was born is that I need to make sure that they're okay. And I know that's every parent's thing, but like, especially somebody who can't go out into the world and function as well as everybody else can, or is perceived a certain way when they, uh, as how they function. The judgment that follows also the worry layered with the worry of, how they can function because of whatever um, issue they have on the spectrum. There's it's a spectrum for a reason. There's so, so many variables like that, you know, each individual parent has their own set of worries about, like you said, Rob, like most of them are geniuses or just even have um, normal, I guess, or like uh, not on the spectrum brain function, but it's the social stuff that is layered in there that makes it scary. And like, that's why this show is hard for me because I'm at the stage in my life where my kids are like, I'm worried about that. Like, are they going to, they're not on the spectrum, but like, are they going to be judged at school? It's like the same worries that you would have for like your three, four, five, six year old, that parent, those parents, I believe from what I'm seeing, have those worries forever. Those worries mm-hmm. never go away because there's like a childlike quality that these um, the people on the spectrum hold their whole lives. And so I'm watching it like I feel like I can directly relate like it's my child. They're not on the spectrum, but like I'm relating to these worries that they have. And also to be clear, like, I don't know. I mean, autism is like not even really diagnosed until three or later. So like I have a kid younger than two, like there's, I don't know, there could be levels of spectrum here that I'm unaware. I don't know if my kids are going to end up somewhere on the spectrum or not. But by the way, also a lot of it goes undiagnosed 
because there it might be so mild in some capacity. Like I even asked my therapist, I'm like, do you, after watching the show, I'm like, just the way that my brain functions and the way that I communicate that my thoughts, like, is there any element there? And not that I didn't want to be diagnosed with it. It wasn't like a fear. It was more just, I'm curious about my whole life. Maybe there are things that I didn't know I did that I thought maybe were quirky or unique to me, but there are some of the people on the show say that they just got diagnosed like in their teens, like or the later. Or, or the woman on um, the first season that is there, like coaching um, all yeah. of them through the day. She's on the spectrum. She said she just got diagnosed not that long ago, I think in her thirties. And she is, there is no way, shape or form. I would ever think that she is on the spectrum at all. It's just not. What about the guy that was like the, the older guy, I forget his name right now, yeah. but he had the mustache oh, yeah. and he's lived his entire life. He's in his sixties yeah. or seventies and he's lived in his, and you could tell like, he's a very, he's like, He's cognitive, he's smart, yes. but he's like almost too nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like he's like a Disney character. You want and to- that's what makes it like that's you're like there's something off there. So it's it's like the spectrum is like where's normal? But then like who decided what normal was? Exactly. Right? I actually so, look back now at like people I've dated because of watching the show and I'm like, mm, maybe that person was on the spectrum and I misunderstood what yeah. they were doing. Yeah, and there's and a there's a person nice or whatever. There's a friend of mine who and I this was such an awkward call because, you know, Abby, right? Abby on the show. Abby's the one yeah. who's like, I love bears and I oh, love yes. it. And yeah. like, she's got her boyfriend now. Yeah, yeah. Lion King. Mm-hmm. But she's very, everything's normal except for like her enthusiasm about things. Yeah. Right? So animated. She's yeah. very animated is a good way to put it. So I have a, fr- I have a friend who like, I asked like him, I was like, do you think like, I'm like, watch the show and see the comparisons between your wife and this person because I'm like, I'm like, because she has like the same kind, not to the extreme that Abby does, but my friend has OCD, like really, really, really bad, you know? And she has like these different tendencies that you're like, Oh, maybe that's a lower form. Maybe she's not as far on the spectrum, but like the fact that that person reminded me so much of it, that I had to like bring it up to her husband. (laughs) Wait, but that's, like, literally, that's also why I was thinking about myself. Cause I'm like, there are things that I do that sound like what they do. So what I repeat things, I organize things. I have my way of doing things. I write lists and things, just whatever. But, right. I, and just for the audience's sake, like I, we are not experts in this. So we are probably being a lot more, um, what's general. the word, uh, general, but also like not playful either, but we don't know the right terms necessarily for how to communicate what we're talking about. So bear with us as we navigate this, please. Mm. Yeah. I mean, listen, the show, the reason to go back to the beginning of what you asked me, Lauren, like I knew that this wasn't going to be a look how hard it is for these people. And then, and then like crying on a corner and people like kicking dirt in their face. You know what I mean? I will. I, and I only like cry. (laughs) I only like really cry. and, And like, I don't cry when I'm sad. I cry when I'm happy and then I cry when I'm happy for other people. Yeah, like same. I can't watch American Idol because if somebody gets that ticket, I'm bawling my eyes out. Damn. America's got talent, bawling my eyes out commercials, mm-hmm. but stuff like this. So for some, cause so I used to be a, uh, uh, like in college, I, I was part of a program where we taught theater to kids with disabilities. So like, uh, we taught kids mostly it was 90% down syndrome, 
right? So like every Monday we, we, we had a play that was the whole semester long that we were going to get them to learn. And every Monday night they would, their parents would drop them off at the theater and we would teach them for like three hours. And most of it was them just loving on each other and so glad to see each other. And like, so-and-so had a crush on so-and-so. And then like, you know, and then we kind of like get on their lines and we'd be like, all right, well, this guy's playing this role. Cause he's the only one that can memorize stuff. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like that, but I had a, but like you, I, you, you left there feeling like a profound sense of like love mm -hmm. from these people because that's like all they want to do. They don't care about your money. They don't care. I mean, some of them are like, I want to be famous. Do you know what like, I mean? Like that kind of Danny, shit. You guys bring it back to the show. I can't with Danny on uh, the U.S. season who only wants somebody who has a job, makes- Oh, Danny the girl, yeah. Yes, yeah. and yeah. She, like she goes on and on about them being employed and successful. But and they but they have to be, and they have to the like, in the animation, the animation, right? They have right. to like- Very specific. Right, they're very specific. But well, I'm speaking about the Downs, the specifically like Down syndrome. They did, there were yeah. people that were like that, but they had their own little spectrum on the, on the Down syndrome slide, right? So some of them were like, yeah, I want to be, fuck I want to famous and get lots of girls. You know, yeah. and some of them were like, I just want to hug you. But like they're but it was their commitment and enthusiasm about that that was yes. so infectious, you know. Yeah. Well, so I watched I watched Down for Love first. Okay. And I bawled uh, my eyes out. Bald. Because yeah. I watched because on some of that too, some of them are uh, you know, one girl was like, I don't know if I'm gay or not. I don't know if I like girls or boys, right? So she's like, I like both, I just like people. And then you go watch them do a thing. And then after Down for Love, I was like, all right, I got to I got to jump into the spectrum stuff. And then you realize like the different levels that people are going through, like James. Right. James is what? In yeah. his 30s, late 30s. And he's just he's just he's very intense. Gosh. Yeah. OK. Yes. Oh, uh -huh, yes. Gosh. Yes. Dad. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, very, like him. <laughs> very like uh, intense and very like but like very specific on what he likes. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a very specific person that has to fit his profile. Right. right? And then you have but Danny, who's kind of the same so thing. much more limited. That, well, them. yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not that different than us. It just limits it even more than and when I say us, like people not on the spectrum or who don't know they're on the spectrum because maybe some of us are, but it just, it's like they, the things that they're trying to navigate through are like kind of relatable too. like Kaylin. Oh my God. So movie. relatable. That so was relatable. the thing. She's that's like, why I said, that's why I said that to you when I, when, when you guys wanted to give me this challenge, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If, if these kids could go out there or not even kids, adults can go out there and do it. What am I afraid of? You know she, what I mean? And she is just like Kaylin, for example, and you're right, Rob, like it becomes so relatable. And that's another reason why we're all emoting watching it too, because we're relating on different levels. I'm watching it through the lens of a parent. So, but then also I'm relating like she, Kaylin specifically talks about like not being able to express what she wants. That's like part of her one of her roadblocks like she has a hard time expressing what she wants so then she can't get to where she wants to go and that's because of her diagnosis and that make i mean could you imagine if there was something in you that made that even harder which is already a hard thing to do anyway like now she's got to try to like navigate through that roadblock for herself and then also like learning how to express that to somebody who thinks differently and then she has to admit that she has this diagnosis, which she does not always open with because she is very hard to see that there is 
She is which on one? Which one was Kaylin? Kaylin is the one that has like the roommate. She has dark hair, and she's very like she went on the speed dating. She's got oh. like dirty blonde hair. She's I very, follow her on Instagram. I follow her on Instagram now. She doesn't even. It's hard to tell that. Well, she's you listen. Not not one. spoiler alert or anything, Lauren. But they don't invite her back for season two oh. because, and she acknowledges. She talks about it on her Instagram. She's like, they didn't ask me back. And yeah, my feelings were hurt because I want to find a boyfriend, but I'm not what the show was looking for. Like I'm too self-aware. I'm too, I take care of myself right. too much. Like yeah. I, you really, you really can't tell. I, I mean, there's, I have autistic yeah. tendencies, but yeah, like yeah. I'm not at a no. level where He's not, it's going to be harder for me to find somebody. Well, you know, I'm still it single. Almost, it almost makes it, I think in a way, a little bit harder for her because she then has to, she doesn't want to open with this diagnosis. So she then has to reveal it. And then she gets judged because you can't just look at her and be like, yeah, I think that she's on the spectrum. So it's not like a shock. Like she, it makes her um, roadblocks like less obvious. So she has to explain them. And then that also makes her feel very self-conscious to have to talk about her diagnosis because she's yes. so self-sufficient. So it's this weird cyclical right. thing with her. And I think that sounds like very makes things very very complicated for her but yeah. it's also kind of relatable because like a lot of us can't express how we feel it just like yeah. on of expressing yeah. expressing things and having things to talk about like people generally struggle with small talk and i think that's why the apps are very hard for a lot of people but then you go down the date and you have to have you know a, some line of communication and get to the bottom of whether you have things in common you have shared um morals and ethics you're looking for the same things how did you grow up you know what makes you happy what do you do for your day job but like you know i just rattled off a couple of things but when you watch the show you see no how... I'm, only, I'm laughing only because like i'm thinking of like certain people like i'm thinking about yeah. like Con like connor right is that his name connor with his name says he was yes, yawning, yawning but then when you say like eating. i like jurassic jurassic park like she's like i like marvel at the tea party he'd be like this he's like oh like his eyes are like what what like it's the yeah. most amazing thing you've ever said right and it's because like because they have something in common right and i think also in his case he doesn't have a community outside of his family which thank god we're seeing these people have such is that a connor or was connor the guy that works at the who's the no, guy that works tanner. At the, tanner right 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 okay so connor lives with his family like they all do um except for tanner tanner does not live with his family but connor lives with his family and he doesn't have any friends, so it's not like he even has friends that are on the spectrum. Right. So they have things to relate to or can like, confide in each other or practice things on each other, like talking yeah. and stuff. So he goes on these dates. He was on the speed dating, and he was literally yawning in front of these people, bored as can be because social cues. the struggle. Though it's like being a kid. It's like being, that's what my three-year-old does when he doesn't want to like listen to you he's like he says literally to james daddy i can't hear you even though he can hear him he's just it's so it's social him. cues yeah. right so it's like and then the girl that he wound up going on a date with that he liked with the glasses she she called him out on it she's like are you okay like you know right. what i mean like and look and that's what i said i brought back to you guys too to bring it back to the podcast like i don't know if you remember but when we were talking about it i was like i like the fact that they sit down and say, I'm nervous. Like mm -hmm. right away is the first thing they say to each other. You nervous? I'm nervous. Okay, cool. Just so you know, I'm on the spectrum. Oh yeah, me too. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. And then they go to their fucking go-to list of what's your favorite? What are your hobbies? What is this? What is that? And then if you don't match up, they're like, fuck it. You don't match up. Like, I don't, I don't like, oh, you like, what was the one that the guy, I think he was Australia. He wore the suit all the time. 
Oh, and she, yes. There was Michael. something. Yeah, Michael. He who was awesome. He's like, I'm a king, and uh, the okay. women are should be like glad to have me because I will treat them like the princesses that they are. But like, you better fall into my line of what I'm looking for. And there was one thing. God, what was it? It was something that like that if you did, he it, there was something that he like was like it was like a no deal for him. And like the second you set it on a speed date or second you set it out, he was like done. You know, Which, okay, so going back to what he's looking for in these other ones, I mean, a lot of them had very similar things, which I was, oh, okay, they all have a thing for hygiene, it seems, yes. or fantasy and that kind of world, yes. sci fi fantasy, Comic Con, anime. Crazy? Isn't it crazy? It, but it's the childlike thing, I it's think. Childlike thing, yeah. So, what's cool is that their list is kind of short. Although it's specific, but then you see they all have very similar interests. So I also thought it was cool to see like how people on the spectrum related to people with Down syndrome and mm -hmm. that they found bonds in uh, their relationships. And then also, gosh, you start to layer in like sexuality and things like that. And now it's like even more complicated, but they're more open yet specific so i don't know going back to all of it i'm just glad rob that if it took you watching the show to make you realize you have no reason not to try and the world is your oyster then great and also i think that we can all take some things from this um and use them you know everyone always says things like oh to be a child again and, and we're comparing people on the spectrum some certain people on the spectrum to having childlike qualities and i think that's clearly a generalization but i think it's overall sort of true there are some things and some lessons that we can take from watching these unfiltered very specific people in the dating world like we this is the kind of stuff we preach all the time like say how you feel ask for what you want don't like pussyfoot around things say, you know, this is, these are my specific things, have deal breakers, have boundaries. This is it's all fucking, it's fucking communication. And like, yeah, it's right. funny because like the parents like, will you'll just see them laughing at like certain things that they say and do. And you're the like, you can't are my favorite in every episode. Same. The, my parents, I love all the parents and all, they're all just so happy to, that this, their child is a going out on dates. Right. And like yeah. growing up and going on this thing, but they're also just so like, best friends with their kid. And I know that like you have to like take care of somebody because you are watching out for their social cues and making sure they fit into society and you're spending a lot of time with them, protecting them. Right. But like, they just want the best for them because they're just the best people. And then like, they'll say stupid things. <laughs> they'll say like things that you just don't say like, you know, etiquette with etiquette. And, and they're like, okay, well maybe you don't say that to her right away. And like, kind of yeah, like yeah. have like a little, a little laugh about it and whatnot. But I found myself being like, there was like three girls on the show that I was like, I would date her, you know, like there was like three that I was like, God, if this is maybe I, I could date somebody with autism because they know how to communicate yeah. and they're not like trying. They're not, they don't care about what other people think and they're not going like, to go out and get jealous and they're not going to go out and they're like, not playing games. That's they're not for playing sure. games. They are going to tell you how they feel a la Jen golden, which I could see why you asked if you were on the spectrum, Jen. No, I'm I don't mean that at all. Wait, Jen, I, can be, I have, Jen, Jen can be mean about it though. <laughs> I have a list. I have a list of things that also make me think that I could ask if I am on the spectrum too. So I think I have lists for both of you that I think both of you could be on the spectrum. Hey, listen. Okay, well, it turns out I'm not. I never denied my neuroses that I think maybe could be diagnosed as something else. That is a thing for me. I 
friends. I listen. I told my sister and her significant other. I was like, I was like, I would, I wouldn't put it past you to get both get kind of tested for it a little bit. You're like, you're not part of this thought process, Rob. No, I think I'm over aware. Like, I think I'm over aware that it kind of like I'm like the other way. I'm like the spec. I can't even see the spectrum. But like, we didn't get diagnosed with that stuff in the 70s and 80s, right? So like, there you go. Maybe they missed you. Well, I would say that they might have missed me on like um, ADHD or like, uh, you know, concentration issues and that kind of stuff. I think I might have been missed. That might have been missed. That's behavioral and neurodivergent, which the spectrum is neurodivergent. So they're not that far off. And at the end of the day, I think there's uh, like we're all kind of morphing into these different things or have a multifaceted. We are, we diversify our personality portfolio with these different layers. So we can label ourselves, whatever we want. But I think like the reason I was sort of wondering it was because of some of these things and being aware of them actually, and then seeing it on TV. And I was like, I'm just curious because Lord knows I love a diagnosis because then you can either operate around the solution. I'm glad that you did that. I'm glad that you did that. Now you can sleep at night. Not no, your autism. Can, I was sleeping before that, but your it, autism can <laughs> not have autism now. And uh, <laughs> but I'm guys, different, different ones. What a, what what do you think would happen? Because I, I still haven't started Love Is Blind yet. I'm going to do it on the plane this weekend. But like, what do you guys think if you put the love in this on the spectrum cast in the Love Is Blind situation, Jen? Wait, first of all, I think that'd be perfect because they don't care about looks anyway. And they ask really good questions. I think or they or they really might get cool. on that. I or they would get on that. Um, yeah, first of all, I think the pods would probably be really good for them. But then yeah. also when they got on that carpet where they see each other for the first time, oh they wouldn't God. be like, Oh, you have nice teeth, which I hear is a thing. But like they would be like, You're not what you said you were. You're not th- <laughs> like they you know what I mean? You do they not would like they'd be like, I'm not attracted to you, let's not do this. It wouldn't even get to certain the points. You would almost have why- to take bets who went all the way because they'd be so real, they wouldn't be playing all these fucking games that's and all these why, other that's are why I don't think that it would work for people on the spectrum because I think they would just blow it up. They'd be like, Nope, goodbye, I gotta go home. I don't like you. And I, I think, think love is blind. Love is blind. A lot of people like Jimmy in this current season is staying with the girl he is with on the show, which I believe that they don't stay together. But uh, because I think he's too afraid he's going to, no, I'm I'm just telling you. Is that that the guy who has the fiance? That's the guy that has the fiance that said she looked like Megan Fox, but does not. And I think. No, 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 no. Wasn't there a guy who had a fiance before he came on the show? Oh, Oh, I don't know. I'm there. I Man, don't know I'm learning. I, I I gotta watch this show before TMZ fucking ruins it because ruins, spoils everything. Yeah, you every- better start. But I believe that he is affected by how he is going to look if he just admits, like, I am not attracted to you, which I really don't think people need to stop being so afraid of that. Like yeah. it is a real thing and it's fine. You're not and also if you're shallow, everybody's shallow, shallow to a certain though, degree. It's not though, it's not shallow. It, I'm just saying, have- like, if there's everybody's shallow to a certain degree, sure. so like you know, just because you but might not find somebody attractive doesn't mean you're a bad person. Well, I think shallow is usually a sign of being sort of judgmental and also not going below the surface. So they're judging you based on your looks versus in this case, you could say, you know, objectively speaking, 
I am not attracted to you, but I am so attracted to your personality and the relationship we've built. I know it will grow, but like being real about the fact, because like they say love is blind for a reason. And that's the premise of the show. It's not love is blind until you meet the match. And then suddenly you're attracted. That wasn't I think like, they're like, love is blind after the second year. But that works both <laughs> like, ways too, because have you ever been in a relationship where you're with an asshole or a not great girl and you, they are very attractive. Yes, and so point. your love is blind in that way. It goes both ways. And good I point. think that this, like, there are a lot of layered social um, like games and things going on with love is blind that I don't think would work for love. What, is blind. What's the I'm phrase? Second. I feel like this would be a James phrase. James would like this phrase so he oh, can gosh. have it. But there's a phrase that says, show me a hot person. I'll show you somebody who's tired of fucking them. Yeah. Oh, my God. He does not say that. But I'm going to tell him. And maybe he knows it. But he will use it if he has not already. Because that is a James Ferris phrase. No, that's almost too boring for James Ferris. It's not painful enough. (laughs) Show me a hot person. And I'll show you somebody who's who's tired of fucking them with a chainsaw up the... Sandpaper condoms. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. But you guys, so... So your point, Rob, I, like the mixing of the shows, I think that's an interesting idea. Right? I'm going to pitch it. The point, though, where I have been so confused when I'm watching TV now because I'm like, wait, is there a spe- is there someone on the spectrum on this show? I Now I'm just on the hunt for them because I'm like mixing shows up. What if I'm you confused. did that? What if you just did like you put you sprinkled in spectrum people that like were like Caitlin or whatever her name is. Caitlin, yeah. Caitlin. And then you like they're on the spectrum, but like you don't know which one is on the spectrum, but like you have to go that and then you, as an audience, we know. So we're like seeing how they interact and like how the non-spectrum people affect the spectrum people and vice versa. It would work for perfect match that show that Nick Lachey hosts where it's like the reality reality. Obviously (laughs) Um, it's obviously Nick Lachey. They take people from like love is blind and other reality shows and they put them to um, it's sort of like a bachelor in paradise, but anyway, they have to match up and they can like to get to the end, but Mm. love on a people on the spectrum would work for that show because you have to be really forward. And we'll call it, we'll call it, and, and this will be the last thing I say and we'll wrap the show up, but we'll call it a sprinkle of love. Ooh. All right, TC, TC, TCM, TM, whatever you say, I am copywriting this shit. Sprinkle of love. We sprinkle in different pe- type of people from different ends of the spectrum and all that other stuff and see who, like, who matches. And put who. you on the show as well. I'd probably be, wind up with somebody host. from the spectrum. Perfect. Yeah. Well, we love that. So you guys keep tuning in to our like show where we sprinkle in Rob and his interesting thoughts on dating as he is dating. Um, and don't forget to tell a friend about our show because we cover things like this and other important things that, you know, like, and it's fun. We're just fun to listen to. And right. also we have a loyal fan, Sarah Maloney on the East coast, who has oh. told all of her friends at her job to listen to the show. So hi, she, Sarah Maloney and you your friends Sarah. You have done your job. Sarah Maloney. You Where are, on the East coast is Sarah Maloney. Where? Yeah. She's in Massachusetts. Oh, well, that's Ooh. a shame. But okay. Sarah um, Maloney, thank you very much. She's Appreciate probably a Tom you. Brady fan. She is a Tom Brady fan. There. There was your one per show, Rob. Check. Check okay. it off yeah, the list. She loves Tom Brady. And we love you, Sarah. But she has told all of her friends, and they are going to listen to It's Complicated like she does because they want all of their news and dating and relationshipy stuff. We're giving it to you guys here. So please follow us at Complicated Show and join the class of Master Daters. And Jen, where can everyone find you? At Jennifer Golden and in front of my TV watching more and more dating and reality TV shows.
I know I got to and you'll find me at Forever's Evers and I will be once I start watching Love is Blind I will have opinions and I will start posting about that too. We're ready. Well, we are going to get to the end of Love is Blind the next couple episodes so keep tuning in and you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds as well. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.